Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, Eric, let's talk a little bit about inheritance. We've been kind of talking about some things in this general vein off and on, especially with the change to um, the, the stretch IRA, uh, which we've talked about the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. here and there. So let's tackle some of the major questions that maybe roll around in inheritance. Uh, most people worry about tax implications, obviously, of money that they're inheriting, kind of that. We're going to get into that here in just a second. But what do we need to know up front on that You know, kind of plane? Well, there's different taxes when you inherit money. Now, most people think uh, estate tax. Now, estate tax is not going to hit the vast majority of individuals because the estate tax exemption currently for 2020 is (laughs) $11,580,000. All right, yeah, so it has to be a big estate. Right. But if you do have that big of an estate, then, yeah, you have some extra planning that you need to do. The next thing that people think about is from an inheritance tax standpoint. Now, some states do have inheritance taxes. The state of Iowa does have that if the inheritance is out of what we call a straight line. So think about your family tree, right? Your your parents to children. That's kind of a straight line. Descendants, if you will. There's no inheritance tax in the state of Iowa. However, if you go out from there, if you go to nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, those types of relationships, or even just individuals, that's where there could be some inheritance taxes levied by the state. Okay? Now, the other thing you have to worry about is income tax. Now, a lot of things that pass or that you will inherit will have some income tax consequences to them. The biggest one's going to be around IRAs or other qualified plans. So if somebody dies and leaves you an IRA or a 401k, something like that, if it's your parents, then that's going to be 100% taxable to you. Whoever leaves it to you, it's going to be 100% taxable to you as ordinary income. So whatever your highest marginal tax rate is, that's what you'll pay. Now, if you inherit it from your parents, you no longer have the stretch provision available. That's due to the SECURE Act. Have you inherit from a brother or sister, a sibling, you actually do have that available. It's kind of unique. So you do have to take the money out. You have to pay tax on it. There are some ways you can spread that out over 10 years uh, with the new changes to the law if you inherit it from your parents. But those are the different taxes that you need to know about. And so understanding the tax consequences of these things is critical because you want to maximize the amount you're going to get. You know, you don't want to leave money to your family and have Uncle Sam or the IRS be the largest beneficiary. But yeah. unfortunately, they're in line. Guess what? Uncle Sam. Oh, they're waiting. Him, they're, they're waiting. <laughs> we used to call him Uncle Sugar when I was in the Air Force, right? They said, Uncle, because U.S. was on everything. And Uncle Sugar provided all your stuff, right? Uh, he gave you your uniforms. He gave you your, he even gave you your uh, underwear, your toothbrush, all right. that stuff. All came from Uncle Sugar. But they're, they're one of your beneficiaries. So you think about this. You have, let's say you have three kids. You actually have four people that are going to, four entities are going to inherit from your accounts. Three of them are your kids, and one of them is the government. So who do you want to get more? Well, that just takes some planning to do that. But yeah, inheritances are going to leave a big tax 
implications for people that are inheriting them, especially now the changes to the with the Secure Act. Well, speaking of, and of course we both mentioned that, so uh, let's kind of refresh just a bit. And what are some of those um, changes that are going to affect people that might inherit money in the future? Here, it's taking away the stretch provision. That's the biggest thing that it did. Now, right. there were some positive things to the Secure Act, and such that you know you can make contributions to an IRA after seventy and a half, which is nice. Um, you couldn't do that before. There are certain uh, ways around that ten percent tax liability. Before uh, it was just you know, had disability, first time home purchase, a higher education. Now it's for adoption or birth of a child. Uh, that's kind of nice. Your minimum distributions have changed. You don't have to take them at 70 and a half. Now you can take them at 72. That's nice for people. But what it did from a negative standpoint was it took away the stretch provision uh, on IRAs for certain individuals, mainly for children. So if you inherit an IRA from your parents, you're going to have to pull that money out within 10 years of their date of death. Now, you can stretch it out over those 10 years. You can take it in 10 equal installments. You could wait 10 years and take it all out in one lump sum. The problem is IRAs, qualified plans, are 100% taxable, and it goes on your highest tax step that you're on. And probably the time you're going to inherit something is when you're probably at your highest working or earnings potential, too. So you're at your highest tax bracket. So that's more money the government's going to get off of that account. So your parents want to do some planning now. That'd be converted to Roth because Roths don't have any tax consequences to them. There's all kinds of things you could do. Just yeah. plan in advance. And if you were using that or planning to use that as a strategy to leave money to the – and that's what it was. It was kind of a really good tool for generational wealth creation. Uh, now they have to take that instead of their lifetime to 10 years. So, yeah. I uh, definitely want to have to look at maybe doing something different in that mistake. Well, what are some common mistakes, Eric, that you just see people make with their estates that make things harder on the beneficiaries? One of them is really not communicating, letting your beneficiaries know where stuff is, uh, where to get a hold of it. And so it's called this, you know, <laughs> That's great pretty common, yeah. treasure hunt. Right. Because no one really wants to have a conversation. You know, yeah. it's not a, but we all, we don't live forever. And so we got to kind of come to grips with our own mortality. And the more you can do for the people that are going to inherit things and have to, you know, basically bury you, so to speak, the easier it's going to make it because it's a very stressful time. Um, you want to get it right. You know, you want to make sure you chose the right uh, song that they wanted to have play and the right color on an invitation, the right flowers, all this kind of stuff, you know, all the little things. So if you had that mapped out, but also where the money is, you know, and what are the tax consequences of some of this money? You know, if you had that conversation ahead of time, Another big mistake that I see is that people um, don't update their beneficiaries um, when they've had some kind of change in their lives. Maybe someone has passed away. You still have listed on there. Maybe you've had a divorce. That's a big one. Having a divorce and not going back and naming your new spouse if you remarried um, is the primary beneficiary on your accounts. And so you pass away and all of a sudden it goes back to your ex-spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very awkward uh, thing. Yeah, just being uh, married doesn't cover it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And your you know, divorce decree does, does not do that. You have to go and physically change those things. It's right. very easy to do. So, you know, update your beneficiaries, make sure you understand who they are, have contingent beneficiaries. That's another big one, because most of the time when you set up an account, the default is going to be to your spouse. Like my accounts, my you know, default is my wife. You know, I, something happens to me, she gets the money. Sure. But if something would happen to us together, there needs to be that next line. That's called a contingent beneficiary. A lot of times you'll name your kids. Now, if your kids are at age of majority, like both of my kids are, it's not a problem. But if they're the, you know, they're under uh, age eighteen, then you're going to have to ha- have somebody else step in to take over the money for them, a guardian, if you will. But having those named, and then you can also take that a step further, is that some companies will allow you to add a designation called a per stirpes designation or a per capita designation. So, let's say that uh, you have two kids, and those kids are married and have children. Okay. 
So if you designate it as what's called per stirpes, it's an industry designation, that means that those grandkids will participate in their parents' share. Hmm. So a lot of stuff has to happen. One, that child has to decease before you and your spouse did, right? But then that's why you don't disinherit your grandkids. If you leave it as per capita, which is typically the default, again, two kids, if one of them predeceased you, their remaining child is the lone beneficiary. They get everything. So you don't want to disinherit your grandkids or that spouse. Gotcha. So just just things like that. And that's a beneficiary view you should be having at least on an annual basis with your with your plan. Something we look at on the front side when people come in and meet with us is, you know, who's going to get the money? We talk about the possible tax consequences now, especially with the changes that have occurred, so that you can make educated decisions on your retirement plan and your legacy plan. So a lot of times we do get email questions. We do see a lot of our listeners who wind up getting some, some inheritance from a, a parent that's passing on. Are there some common mistakes that we see on the receiving end? Yeah, people just claim it, and then they then they come in and say, well, what, what can I do with this? And it should have been, before you start claiming stuff, sit with somebody just to understand, hey, what are the tax consequences of this and that? Because a lot of companies are not going to tell you that. What they're going to have this blanket statement, consult your tax advisor. Right. But a lot of times they feel pressure, and they send us forms to return them right away. Remember, you have time. Most accounts that you inherit, you got usually five years from the date of death to claim them. Okay, so take your time. Just don't start claiming things, especially if a death occurs towards the end of a year and you can push that into a new tax year. That's a great time to kind of take a pause. But consult with somebody before you start signing and claiming things. There might be some strategies that could help alleviate the tax liabilities that you have. Maybe there's some ways you want to get the money out now. Maybe there's certain accounts you could take now with no tax liability and leave the other ones, you know, for a while with the long term tax liability. So that's all. Just seek out professional advice. Seek out somebody that's going to help you, such as us here. And we've done this. Unfortunately, we've had to do this a couple of times this year. You know, our clients have retired clients. Sometimes the next step, next phase is, you know, they pass on. And so we've helped, you know, these beneficiaries deal with these tax consequences and do what's in their best interest. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day, using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.